Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. on do i remember how to do this i don't even know it's been a long time welcome in happy new year everybody it's nuanas now the 2022 edition can't believe it's 2022 i remember when it was 1999 i was in seventh grade new year's everybody thought the world was gonna end i think to this day my mother has a closet in her house she calls the y2k closet because we had like stores of food in there because we thought it was gonna all end and here we are a whole generation later, and maybe even multiple generations, considering what maybe you think of as a generation this day and age, and uh, we're still alive. So happy New Year, everybody. Hope you had a great holiday. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio, the first show of the new year after an almost two-week hiatus. We uh, teased you a little bit. We told you December 18th was going to be our last show for 2021. And then Montana State went out and won themselves the semifinal football game for the first time in almost 40 years. So we had to audible a little bit. Got ourselves back in the saddle for one more show on December 20th, but uh, been off since then. So um, I had myself a great time away. We'll go through some of the things that I learned. If you 
have been listening to the show any sort of regularly, you, you know that connoisseur of information. I really enjoy reading and learning and, and talking, and that's why this is a, a great job for me. Uh, but I, I did have a, a little bit of downtime to actually just sit and watch. I know that a lot of people this day and age like to watch the screen, and uh, I'm not here to judge. It's it's part of our modern society, and we all do it probably a little more than we should, but I, I try to mitigate my screen time, particularly because I have to spend so much time on the computer already for a variety of different uh, endeavors, whether it's for here at ESPN Missoula or, or Skyline Sports or whatever it might be. And, you know, oftentimes in the evenings, while a lot of you guys are watching Netflix series, I'm sitting on my computer writing stories. And that's just, that's what I enjoy and, and all that. But I don't get a lot of time to watch some of the things that are part of the, you know, the everyday lexicon, you know, all the popular things that people are watching. I, I generally gravitate away from some of the popular series and things like that. But did dive in and watch five, four different documentaries that I thought were very impactful and gave me some talking points for things that I've been really thinking about and, and considering as we start a new year. I know this is a, a time of contemplation and goal setting and renewal and uh, fresh starts and continued momentum and, and all those sorts of things. So best of luck to you in your new year, no matter what uh, you maybe uh, are diving into or what may lies ahead. And I thought it was very interesting. Uh, my brother, uh, Brooks Nuanas, who's my partner at Skyline Sports and uh, a weekly contributor here on this show, he hosted an awesome New Year's Day event. I've never done this before, but he did a little low country boil, which was very fun. I uh, had about a dozen people up there at the house and uh, cooked some, it's like a southern style meal where you, you boil the corn and the potatoes and the shrimp, the sausage, the mussels, and... Uh, then you drain it, you pour it all on the table, and everybody just kind of eats with their hands and gets some cornbread, and it was very fun. But someone cheers, and, and I think the cliche uh, for New Year's the last couple years has been, well, we can't wait for the new year because it couldn't be worse than the previous year. I think anybody that followed this show and sort of the arc of what we're trying to do here at, at ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports, you know this last year was very challenging for us. But also incredibly rewarding, and it was interesting because the cheers at the dinner was one uh, where somebody said, hey, here's to, to brighter times ahead, here's to better times ahead. And I had to stop and, and stop the cheers for a second. I said, I don't know, though. I think we should all be very thankful for what we have done, what we have accomplished, and and what the year held that was a, a beautiful thing. And, and, and um, sometimes it's all about perspective. And I, I was really reflecting and, and thinking about it over the last – couple weeks and while taking over the show by myself full time and adding new people to the mix including our producer now Andrew Houghton and sort of crafting this vision for what I wanted this this program to become all filled with challenges but but what is life without a good challenge that's what I want most in life is is to be challenged no matter what element of my life it's in professionally personally romantically I'm always here for a challenge and I was also thinking, just for my own personal self, uh, just how blessed and tremendous of a year it was. Last year, you know, when Ryan Tutel, my former partner, left, uh, it, it was tough because not only is Ryan an incredibly talented radio person, and uh, not only do we have what I thought was an awesome show with great chemistry between the two of us, and it was so easy to work with him, uh, he's also one of my best friends in the whole world. I mean, he's, he's like my brother, and um, so losing just the 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 day-to-day of talking with him. I mean, even just talking sports was, is very important and therapeutic to me with him because he has such a good perspective but also is such a great listener. 
And so I was a little bit uh, out of sorts, and I was a little bit sad when he left. But uh, to have it all come together and then you know, to go to the NCAA tournament and cover it, a single site for the first time in its history, and get to be with my good friend Riley Corcoran and, and um, go to 14 games in four days and, and see the city of Indianapolis, the heartland of of basketball, and go to some of the epic arenas like Hinkle Fieldhouse and, and see – a guy who I grew up with, and Wayne Tinkle. I grew up with his kids just up the street, and to see him win a couple games there, that, that was just one monumental moment. But we, we played a lot of great golf. I competed in a lot of sweet tournaments with some of my friends and some of my media colleagues. We won a fair amount of those deals. And, and then this football season was nothing short of, of tremendous. It was one of the best football seasons I've had in my 16 years covering the Big Sky Conference. And now here we're sitting on the first Monday of January, and we're still talking about football. And oh, by the way, we got a Kakaris basketball doubleheader rivalry on the horizon as well. So I know that there's a lot of people that have had a lot of challenges over the last couple of years, but what is life without a challenge? It's all about perspective. And I, I think that I'm very proud of us for all the challenges that we've taken on and overcome and endured. And uh, I, I'd say all things considered, because of those challenges and because of the triumphs that accompanied those challenges, uh, for me and for us and for everybody that has been so kind and, and generous to help along the way, uh, I actually think that 2021 was one of the best years of my life. It is potentially the best year of my adult life, not only because of what I accomplished and acquired, but because we made it through and uh, we, we got to this point and, and we have a new vision now for, for, for what we want this to be all about. And uh, so cheers to everybody out there. And no matter what you've gone through or are going through, remember, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And if you have good perspective and express gratitude and you keep a positive attitude, anything is within the realm of possibilities. Ton to get to today, including some of the things I learned over my time away. It is Numana's now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And then, of course, we're also going to talk about the little football game that's going on in Frisco, Texas on uh, Saturday. I guess it's morning here in Montana. Some of you guys are probably going to be sleepy by the time the Bobcats and North Dakota State kick off. Um, 10 a.m. kick local time. I guess it's 10, 11 a.m. local time. 11, 11 central time, uh, Texas time. So we're going to talk all through that. This is a bonus. It's a Montana football hour. The first one I think we've ever done the first week of January. So very cool. It's the first time a team from Montana has gone to the FCS National Championship since 2009 when the Grizz advanced for the second year in a row to Chattanooga, Tennessee to take on Villanova. And it's the first time that Montana State has been there since 1984. So um, I know that there's a lot of stuff to get to here, including the the debate of if you are a Grizz fan, who should you root for on Saturday? And I got that asked that question all throughout the break, and it was a fascinating one to think about. But I, I think that... If you can't at least have a little bit of pride in your heart for the run that Montana State's on and the way that they've done it, even if you are a big-time Grizz fan, man, I just think that it's it's a, such a good story. We're going to get into just sort of the paramount nature of that story here in the Montana Football Hour here in just a little while. But I do think that one of the goals for 2022 for me and for us here is just to continue to accentuate positivity. And I do think that it's not even about rooting. I think that you can here's – the, here's the best way I can say it. If you're a hardcore Grizz fan, I think that there's a world in which you can uh, be completely neutral in this game and or fully root for North Dakota State against the Cats, yet still have a great amount of pride for the state of Montana. 
and the Bobcat football team. Or you can just root for the Cats because I do think it's good for the Big Sky Conference. And it will help Montana. It will help the state of Montana and the University of Montana and their football program. I promise you. So we're going to get into all that in the Montana Football Hour. We're going to have just a couple pieces of sound from post-South Dakota State over the last several days. Um, as anybody that traveled over the holidays knows or anybody that's been paying attention knows, uh, the pandemic is still upon us. Uh, as I promised you, m- more than a year ago, we're not going to spend any more time than we have to talking about that here. I think that it's obviously something that's impacting everybody's lives. I know that everybody out there certainly is interested in information about it. We are only providing the information that impacts the logistics of sports. We're not here to debate anything that has to do with COVID-19. And that's just my vow because it's not that I want to ignore it or brush over it or anything. You come here to hear about Montana sports stories and Montana sports interviews and the positives and the things in our society that are worth admiring and um, steeping adulation upon it and all those different things. So, uh, But one note, though, because of some of the spikes in COVID-19, the NCAA did eliminate all in-person media for the FCS championship. That said, we've had a variety of Zooms. I have about three and a half hours worth of Zoom calls to go through from uh, since Thursday until today. So I'll be sharing all that stuff with you, but just didn't have, have quite enough time to process that. But we will share... A few pieces of sound, one from Troy Anderson and one from um, Tommy Malott during here at the Montana Football Hour. We're also going to talk just about the craziness of this story, the confluence of events that have led Montana State to reach this point and where it might rank already as well as ultimately once the season is done following Saturday in terms of Montana sports stories all the time. And then from a uh, Big Sky Conference angle, a couple hires that were made in the Big Sky Conference. Idaho State hired Charlie Ragel. And Jason Eck was hired as Idaho's head coach. We sort of glossed over those before we took a break, but um, want to hash that out just a little bit. And then Friday night, on the eve of the FCS National Championship game, they'll announce the Walter Payton Award and the Buck Buchanan Award. And a couple guys from the state of Montana who played football in the state of Montana are finalists for the Buck Buchanan Award. Montana's Patrick O'Connell and Montana State's Troy Anderson. So we'll talk about which one of those guys maybe has a better chance to win the nationally prestigious award. And then, of course, since it's a Monday, hour number two, we're going to hear from my guy, Marty Morinweg. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. We'll talk a little bit about the ins and outs of college football, especially when it comes to dynasties like the one that Alabama's built under Nick Saban and the one that North Dakota State's built under Craig Bull and then Chris Kleiman and now Matt Entz and the, the machine that is the NDSU Bison. Is it good or not for college football? We'll talk about that with with Coach Marty. And then, of course, we'll talk all the way around the NFL. Everything from the all-Madden documentary that uh, sort of took the world by storm just a couple days before the unfortunate passing of an NFL icon when John Madden passed away over the break. And uh, we'll also talk all all the way around the NFL playoff picture. Six of the divisions in the NFL have been clinched. Two remain unclinched. There's also been an additional five playoff spots that have been clinched, but a whole bunch of teams remain alive for playoff spots. So we'll go over what's been and what will be and some of the biggest storylines around the world of the NFL. It is the Montana Football Hour here on Nuanez. Now a little bonus Montana Football Hour. By the way, if you want to listen to the show, stream it. 
listen on your mobile devices, your laptop, your tablet, whatever it might be, you can head on over to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. You can stream the show anywhere in the world. You can also stream ESPN Radio 24 hours a day anywhere you're at. You want to be a part of the show? What was your favorite Christmas gift? What was your favorite New Year's activity? What do you think of Montana State going to the FCS National Championship game? Anything and everything. Welcome for feedback. You can call us or text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. You're going to want to remember that because about 525, we're going to be giving you a Grand Slam package courtesy of Alpine Touch. And uh, But if you want to be involved in the show any way, shape, or form, give us a call, shoot us a text, 406-888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. So if you want to be involved, jump on in. Montana Football Hour presented in part by Stockman Bank and in part by Brett's RV and Marine. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is that your money stays in the local economy Supporting your friends and neighbors. That's uh, more important now than it ever has been. So keep that in mind. You know, giving back to our neighbors and, and keeping a fluent and vibrant local economic business climate. Very important for, for growing and burgeoning towns like Missoula, Bozeman, and all across the Treasure State. So keep Stockman Bank in mind. I was going to tell you some stories, but I waxed poetically too long about, uh, you know, having gratitude and positivity about your life. Sometimes when I say those sort of things, uh, you know, I am trying to inspire you, but I'm also trying to inspire myself. Sometimes, you know, it's a little little self-lecture as well. But it is important to remember because it is a fast-paced world where, like my brother always says, we're living in the future right now. So sometimes you got to take a step back and realize all the things that you have accomplished. So uh, save some of my impressions from my documentary watching for uh, the next segment. But let's talk a little bit about sort of the, the, the... penultimate game that led to the ultimate game for the Montana State Bobcats. MSU hosted South Dakota State in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs a couple weekends ago, and it was a shootout in the first half. It was 17-17 to at halftime. South Dakota State did not punt in the first half. Their only turnover came on a turnover on downs on their first possession when they went for it in the red zone. And Troy Anderson... Came up with an outstanding tackle for loss to force that turnover on downs. But other than that, South Coast State was up and down the field, and they looked pretty unstoppable on offense. Well, then Freddie Banks, soon to be former Montana State defensive coordinator, made some great adjustments. But more importantly, a whole handful of guys that were playing in their last football game, win, lose, or draw at Bobcat Stadium, Play with their hair on fire. Troy Anderson, I thought, played his best game as an inside linebacker at Montana State. It's hard to say it was his best game as a Bobcat because he's had a whole hell of a lot of those. But I thought he played uh, the most fluid and most comfortable-looking game he's played as a true Mike linebacker. I thought Daniel Hardy was absolutely lights out. He had a pair of sacks down the stretch to help seal the thing. Amadre Williams was tremendous. Rylan Ort, kid from Missoula Sentinel, who's stepping in for an injured Ty Okada, was really, really good. Byron Rollins, another kid from Missoula Sentinel, stepping up in place of Chase Benson was excellent. And on down the line, Sebastian Valdez, Brody Greeby, Simeon Woodard, Jeffrey Manning, there was all sorts of playmakers all over the field. 
and Montana State pitches a second-half shutout, while on the other side of the ball, the man they're calling touchdown Tommy, that's anointed by Troy Anderson. I'll keep remember, reminding you, it's not our nickname. I don't think I would call him that if it wasn't for Troy calling him that, but Mr. Anderson calls him Tommy Touchdown, so we'll keep calling him Tommy Touchdown. Tommy Malott, a virtuoso performance, a transcendent performance, 34 carries for 158 yards and a pair of rushing touchdowns, and he also threw for 230 yards and uh, a score as well. His back shoulder to Lance McCutcheon early in the fourth quarter was the final nail in the coffin for the Jackrabbits. And uh, South Dakota State, they fall short once again. And Montana State, they're heading to Frisco, Texas to take on NDSU in the national championship game. Pretty outstanding afternoon in Bozeman. The crowd was lit. The atmosphere was amazing. What did Troy Anderson think about his last game at Bobcat Stadium? The Dillon native, the Buck Buchanan finalist, Mr. All-World, Troy Anderson, following Montana State's 31-17 victory over South Dakota State in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs. It's awesome. It's definitely what you you dream of. I think, I mean, he won won a couple state championships, didn't he, in high school? Nope. My bad. Uh, I lost that one. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, the goal is always to be playing at the end of the year and to have your last game be a win. Um... And we've put ourselves in a position to, to go down to Texas and um, yeah, have an opportunity at a in in that big of a stage. And um, Montana State hasn't been there since 1984. And for us to be the team that even gets there is is huge. But just getting there is not enough for us. Um, so yeah, I mean, we have three weeks, get healthy, get to work, and I mean, it, it'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome. We talk about, I mean, it's one of our goals each year to go undefeated at home um, and to be able to win your last home game with it being the last one you possibly can play, being the semifinal. Um, yeah, it means a lot. I mean, we've been working for this, like Tommy said, for for two years with our with our season that was taken away from us in 2020. Um, we knew we had had the pieces, we had the guys. Um, we brought in a great coach, coaching staff. Um, yeah, I mean, we we knew we could do it, and it was just a matter of going out and executing. Um, and I mean, South Dakota State, they were a really good team, and definitely tested us in, in multiple different ways. But I mean, that that kid's leadership, Tommy. I mean, for a freshman to go out there in a semifinal game and to, to ball like that, and then just, I mean, the offense in general with, with the receivers making big plays and the O-line um, blocking. Um, yeah, it was just, it was awesome. And, I mean, when our offense is playing like that, it's pretty easy to play defense. So that was a lot of fun. When you guys were there today, it was extremely, extremely loud. A couple times on third down, I was looking over to Cal. He's like, I mean, two yards away or three yards away. I was like yelling at him. And, I don't think he heard me. So it's a testament to, I mean, Bozeman and the state of Montana just showing out. And, yeah, we definitely feed off their support. So you go, Troy Anderson, following his final home game at Bobcat Stadium. It's been so fascinating to cover Troy Anderson because I remember the first time I watched him compete in sports when he was a sophomore uh, in high school at Beaverhead County High School in Dillon playing in the state basketball championship. That's the thing that people forget. Troy Anderson won multiple state championships in basketball, too. He also was a multiple-time state champion in track. The kid has done nothing but win throughout his entire athletic career. And then he comes to Montana State, and he's anointed as this, like, mythical creature almost. A guy that Jeff Choate put on a pedestal, 
because of his talent and because of his his uh, stalwart nature, his his unbelievable football acumen, but also his academic acumen. The guy was a finalist for the William H. Campbell Trophy, which is the academic Heisman for all Division One football, and he's got an almost perfect GPA. And he's just he's done it about as right as you can do it. But that also comes with so much pressure, such an unbelievable spotlight, and. I don't think the Troy Andersons really ever loved that portion of his legend. But the thing that's been the most cool thing for me, and for, I think, us as a whole in the Montana press corps, has been the emergence of Tommy Mallott through the eyes of Troy Anderson. It's been uh, nothing short of amazing just to watch the the changing of the guard, the passing of the torch. And we talked all about you know the, the difficulty of both 2020 and 2021, just as years as a whole for us as a culture and a society. But I was thinking about this yesterday. There's a world in which this passing of the torch, this confluence of events, this Troy Anderson and Tommy Mallott sitting at a post-game press conference in the playoffs in Bozeman, there's a world in which that doesn't happen if we don't have a pandemic. And I'm not wishing that upon anybody, and I'm not saying that I'm glad we had it so that we had that moment, but it is Unbelievable! It's a positive part of what came out of all this delay. And if you ask Troy Anderson about himself, uh, it's not even that he's so humble. It's that he's almost, he thinks it's almost strange, I think, that th- people think that he is so, that they revere him so much for his talents. And uh, by the way, I'm, I'm preparing, I, sh- I should say preparing. I've been writing uh, a story about Troy Anderson and his the arc of his career as a Bobcat. Um, I mean, I guess I could say I've been writing it since the summer of 2017 before he even stepped on campus. But I have about 40 pages worth of notes and, and files and, and uh, quotes. And I've been delaying it and delaying it, looking for when the time was right to release this thing. I haven't even started writing it. But now that they're in the national championship, I'm going to re- release it sometime between uh, after Saturday and uh, the NFL draft. Because I think Troy Anderson's a legitimate NFL draft prospect. I think everybody thinks Troy Anderson is a legitimate NFL draft prospect. But regardless, Troy Anderson doesn't like talking about himself. He doesn't really like talking about anything uh, that has to do with uh, accomplishments that he has had a, a part in. He does love talking about Tommy Mallott. He does love talking about his teammates. That's been the coolest part of the last month or so, is looking at the way that some of these older guys respect the spotlight and the leadership role that has been bestowed upon the young kid from Butte, Montana. And uh, I got a chance to catch up with a couple of my buddies from Butte, a couple of whom that played, uh, competed in athletics at Montana State, actually. And they are just floored with the story that is Touchdown Tommy, the story that is the kid from the mining city, who's leading the Bobcats. We're going to talk about that element of this narrative throughout the week. But this kid, Tommy Mallott, has caught lightning in a bottle like almost no athlete I've ever seen. I think that the way that he operates, but also just the fact that he is still so young and naive, I'm not sure he even grasps the magnitude of, of what he's accomplished. And I also think that because of that, he's almost impervious to the pressure as well. And so one of the main storylines for Montana State coming into this thing is can they carry that momentum? Can they keep the lightning in a bottle? 
But they wouldn't be here at this point if it wasn't for the heroics of one Tommy Malott. 34 carries is the most carries I've ever seen a player get in a single game, period. And for that to be your quarterback is is just astounding. And I don't know if Tommy Malott would have been playing this whole season if he would even have the ability to endure that sort of punishment. But here we are. And his gritty effort, his ability to control the line of scrimmage as a, as a quarterback who can also throw the ball, it's almost unprecedented. It's almost like something I've never seen before. So here's Tommy Malott following leading Montana State to a 31-17 victory over South Dakota State in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs. I mean, just think it's through your mindset coming into this without Isaiah Ponce, find you're going to carry the ball a bunch of times. So what were you thinking coming into this game? Yeah, uh, I think it's been the theme of, you know, the past couple of weeks. It's been a lot of adversity we've been fighting through. Uh, you know, nothing new this week. We knew that, you know, our best running back was out. But, uh, you know, we, we trusted what was going on. We trusted the guys up front. We trusted the coaches. And, and ultimately, we just were going to go out there and, and do what we were told. So... You know, it was just being detailed and, and uh, giving our best. You got hit, you fumbled, but you got right on it, and then you throw the 64-yard touchdown to Nate Stewart the next play, so just take us through that series. Yeah, I mean, you got to get lucky sometimes, I suppose. So, yeah, I fumbled that one, and, you know, I got to get that taken care of. But luckily, you know, it came back, came right back to me somehow. Uh, stroke of luck, and, and then, you know, you got to turn around, and, and uh, Nate made a great play for me. Talked about how it's every you know Montana boys' dream to, to play at Montana State. I mean, you lead them to their first title game in almost forty years. I mean, just what's what's going through your mind right now? Yeah, um, you know, I think we're just taking it day to day. That's what we've been doing all year long. Um, you know, don't get too high, don't get too low. Um, I think years down the road, I'll look back and have a different perspective. But right now, you know, just focused on what we're doing right now. I'm not, you know, not not too high, not too low. It looked like you were getting pretty emotional at the end of that game. Just what was running through your mind in that moment? What are you thinking about? Yeah, just unbelievably grateful for, you know, the blessings that I've been given. You know, uh, the Lord is, has blessing with this uh, opportunity. And, uh, you know, all the guys around me supporting me and, and, uh, and loving me. I, I just couldn't, couldn't, be, couldn't ask for anything more. Did you do the seniors? How much does that look Oh, yeah. I mean, just before the game, you know, it's that realization that this is, you know, this is the last home game for those guys, uh, you know, regardless of the outcome. You know, you're either going to Frisco or you're going home. So, I mean, it just means the world that we're going to give them an opportunity. You know, that's what they've been working for for five, six years. You know, these guys, you know, Troy next to me, I, I couldn't imagine what they've, you know, been through in those six years. Um, I'm just blessed that we have the opportunity for one more game. Tommy Malott, Montana State freshman quarterback, on leading the Bobcats to the 2021 FCS National Championship game. It's the Montana Football Hour, presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Our friends at Brett's RV and Marine, they were closed over the holiday season, but they're back open, so that means you can find savings on over 1,500 new and top-quality pre-owned boats and RVs. You want to schedule an appointment to look at something? You certainly can. Or you can just head on down to the shop here in Missoula. They have five locations throughout the Northwest. You can call 833-BRETTS-RV or shop online 24-7 at brettsrv.com. Or if you're in Missoula around Western Montana, you can head on over to 4800 Grant Creek Road. Stop in and say hi as well. 
The number one question I've gotten over the last couple weeks, does Montana State have a chance against North Dakota State? That plus, what does DMX the rapper, Kenny G the saxophonist, Johnny Carson the late night host, and John Madden all have in common? Well, they all taught me something over the long break. All that and more. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. It's new on as now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. in Missoula Sports Center. With the National Championship football game on the horizon, the rivalry doubleheader for hoops has been pushed back a day. Happy New Year. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Montana State plays in the FCS National Title Game for the first time since 1984 in Frisco, Texas on Saturday. Because of that historic afternoon, the basketball doubleheader between Montana and Montana State, originally scheduled for Saturday in Bozeman, has been moved to Sunday. The Lady Grizz and the Montana State women, each who got swept this past weekend, will look to bounce back with a Sunday matinee at 1 p.m. The men's teams will square off at 5 5 p.m. Sunday from Brick Breeden Fieldhouse. The North Dakota State-Montana State National Championship football game kicks off at 10 a.m. from Toyota Stadium in Frisco on Saturday. MSU also rescheduled its annual Bobcat Hall of Fame induction ceremony to be celebrated at a later date. Over the weekend, the Division I women's teams from the Treasure State hit a rough patch. Lady Grizz started the season 9-2, but they lost 68-61 at Idaho State Thursday and 66-56 at Weber State Saturday. The defending Big Sky champion Bengals of ISU beat Montana State 6 67-57 on Saturday, two days after the Bobcats fell 68-63 at Weber State. The Montana men had an outstanding weekend, blasting Idaho State 78-54 before outlasting Weber State 74-72. Montana State lost 85-75 to Weber Thursday, but bounced back for a 60-40 win over Idaho State on Saturday. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. If you know me, you know that I love studying sort of the the history and psychology of unique and trend-setting musical artists, particularly like the one you're listening to right now, the Talking Heads. I didn't really know much about the Talking Heads. Weren't really, I wasn't really into the Talking Heads until I moved back to Missoula, started working at Missoula Broadcasting Company, and then I was bestowed with all the wonderful wisdom of Robert Chase, the program director over at the Trail 103.3, which, by the way, Anytime you do change the radio dial, you can just go right up to 103.3 and you're going to be happy, I promise. They uh, they kill it over there at the trail. 
It's my go-to radio station in Missoula besides this one right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. But uh, Robert taught me a lot about the, the Talking Heads. But anybody that's familiar with Talking Heads, you know they're, they're very eccentric. They're very corky. Uh, they're not for everybody. And uh, so interesting, though, because I've been kind of trying to, to see if there's any other Talking Heads fans out there, like among my friends, my age demographics. So then on New Year's Eve, listening to some music, I'm just hanging out with just a couple friends. And one of my friends, who's been one of my good friends for uh, most of my life, grew up with him. He, uh, we are brainstorming some songs, and he plays that song. This must be the place by the Talking Heads. And I say, man, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. He said, no way. He said, this is my favorite song of all time. It's number one on my all-time Spotify playlist. I was like, wow. That's crazy that I've known you for like 20 years and we never knew that crossover, albeit I am sort of new to the, the Tagging Heads game. But it was very fun to to listen to that on full blast on a New Year's Eve and dance around while making some food and uh, sing the songs and and uh, just just rejoice what was a great year. Welcome back. It's Nuanas now. ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching in. SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you. From the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find them here in the Garden City, the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also check out the largest inventory of trucks in the Pacific Northwest. And they're not kidding. That's real. They have the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. More than 1,500 trucks online right now. Go to nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Dot com. More on the Montana Football Hour. Very uh, fun and cool and uh, first of its kind, uh, to my knowledge. Of, uh, you know, we sort of br- launched the Montana Football Hour when I came here back in 2017. And uh, I can say with great confidence, we've never had one the first week of January coming off of Christmas break. So uh, pretty cool that the run that, that Montana State has been on. And it's accentuated by so many different factors, from a true freshman quarterback from Butte, Montana, and Tommy Mallott leading the way, to an uh, All-American from Dillon in Troy Anderson, who's already one of the great legends in the history of this state when it comes to playing football, to a coaching change, to the fact that Montana State got whipped by the Grizzlies, which ironically could have been the best thing that ever happened to them, both from seeding perspective and from a quarterback change. All of it, it's crazy, the, uh, the confluence of events. That has taken place, and so very fun and very cool and very happy to be uh, hosting a Montana Football Hour to kick off the first week of 2022. Montana Football Hour is presented in part by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank has 36 locations throughout the state of Montana. They're always expanding. They're always adding new locations. It's a bank only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. It's for Montanans, by Montanans. Let Stockman Bank show you. Montana's brand of banking today. We're gonna—I keep teasing this, but we're gonna get to my uh, my documentary impressions here a little later on. But I want to keep it uh, on the the football theme. And so, uh, in a brief minute, we'll bring in our uh, producer Andrew Houghton for a little discussion as well. Love talking football with Andrew, although he's been out of town a little bit lately, so I haven't got a chance to wrap with him in in a little while. But I would say that the uh, the two biggest questions that I have been asked over the last couple weeks while we've been off here on ESPN Radio has been, one, where does this story rank in your career covering the Big Sky Conference in terms of crazy stories? 
and two, does Montana State have a chance? So let's start with two. SkylineSportsMT.com, we're going to have several different fun features coming up. I'm doing a feature about the overlay of the history of Butte and its influence on Bobcat football from Jim Sweeney back in the beginning of the Big Sky Conference days in the early 60s to Sonny Holland, who has a statue out front of MSU Stadium, to Sonny Lubick, who famously recruited one of the great in-state recruiting classes ever and then infamously was fired at Montana State before then that recruiting class helped lead MSU to the 1984 National Championship to then guys like Paul Dennehy, who also from Butte, quarterback the Cats of the 76 National Championship, all the way up until now, where now you have the, the next one, the next uh, favorite son from the Mining City in Tommy Malott. So I'll have that story. Tom Stuber's done a great job helping out some of our Bobcat coverage this year. He's going to write a story about the dichotomy of the of the bye, of, of the three weeks off. And so we'll bring in Andrew now to talk about that element of this because, Andrew, I think that it's such a stark dichotomy. MSU will have had a full three weeks off from their victory over South Dakota State, which you were on the sidelines in attendance watching, to the matchup with North Dakota State. And the fact that they've played North Dakota State in the 2018 and 2019 playoffs, they're familiar with the Bison. The fact that Brent Vegan is an NDSU alum, and he also... Um, not only played but coached at North Dakota State and was the offensive coordinator on NDSU's first three-peat under Craig Bull before that staff went to Wyoming. So he's been there before. Freddie Banks, the defensive coordinator, played at NDSU. So he's been a part of this before as well. The benefit, the main benefit to me having three weeks off is you get at least the potential to get guys like Ty Okada and all big sky safety, Isaiah Fonse, all-American running back, Chase Benson, all-American defensive tackle, None of those guys I just named played against South Dakota State. That's three of Montana State's five best players. They didn't play. They have a chance to be back. That's a huge advantage. On the other hand, though, this team was riding the lightning, man. They had so much momentum coming into the South Dakota State game, coming out of the South Dakota State game. Now they got three weeks off. And I think that that maybe uh, disadvantage is accentuated by the fact that they're taking on a program that this is old hat for. This is the ninth time in 10 years North Coast State's done this. They basically live in Frisco. They call it Fargo South for a reason. This is no, no, uh, nothing new. They have this formula down better than anybody in the history of college football. So what do you think? I mean, what do you think of that element of this uh, scenario? Because can Montana State, I guess the question is, can Montana State use this three-week break as an advantage and not a disadvantage? Well, the first thing I think is that it's good for us. I mean, it's good for the viewing public, just not even in terms of of people getting healthy, maybe who didn't play in the semifinals or who have been out for a couple weeks, but just everybody getting healthy. I mean, everybody always talks about this, the part of the season. Everybody's got bumps and bruises. I think that having that time off to get healthy can only make it a better product in the national championship game. It is a really interesting uh, sort of scenario for Montana State, right? I wonder how much Brent Vegan's time at North Dakota State and having been through that bye and having those weeks off and then getting his team back up. I mean, he has experienced that before. And, of course, North Dakota State's players mostly have because they've done it a bunch of times. But Brent Vegan has a bunch of experience with that. And if he's able to sort of pass that experience on to the players and and get into the routine that he's done at North Dakota State so many times, I think Montana State should be able to 
you know, reverse the effects of, of having the bye a little bit. It, it must be difficult to carry momentum through this. But I would be confident about that if I was Montana State. Yeah, there's, there's no question. And the, the, the brilliance of the Division One AA slash FCS playoffs is that teams that are the, playing their best at the right time of year had so much success in throughout most of the history of this tournament. That's sort of fallen flat because NDSU has dominated it for the last 10 years. But before that, you were just as likely to have a team that was just riding the lightning, kind of like Montana State is, win the whole thing as you were to have the dominant team. I mean, for every Georgia Southern that won multiple national championships or every Youngstown State or every App State, there was also Idaho State in 1981 or Montana State in 1984 or even the Grizz in 1995. I mean, that team has so much reverence around it. People forget that that team was very good, but they, the loss that they had to Idaho during the regular season made that team either the five or the six seed in the bracket. And they only got home games in Missoula because the whole rest of the bracket sort of got decimated. So uh, that's also a huge part of it is when the bracket falls your way. Montana State made the bracket fall apart by their own doing, by beating the number one team in the country on, in Sam Houston on the road in Huntsville, Texas, which then let them have one last home game at Bobcat Stadium, let them host South Dakota State. So uh, the the sort of the essence of the hot team peaking at the right time, that's been a part of the narrative forever in this division, but just not so much the last 10 years. But I think you're right. This used to be a 16-team bracket, and the, the championship used to be played like the third week of December. There wasn't this break. Like when my brother played for the Grizz in 2009, they went straight to Chattanooga. I mean, it was like you won on the semifinals, you're going straight to Chattanooga. There was no break. So this is sort of new, and, and North Dakota State has certainly um, accentuated it and mastered it. But you're also right. I think that for the viewing public, for the quality of the product, this allows the two teams to be as healthy as possible, which is what you want. Well, and not even for the viewing public. I mean, just as people who have followed this sure, season, we sure. want to see the best versions of these two teams play. And it's been a, a grueling season, Coulter. I mean talking about the stuff going on with the pandemic and, and the scheduling and you've played, you know, 14 games to get here or whatever it's been. We just want to see these teams at their best. For sure. No question about it. The other question that I have uh, consistently got, and I've been really thinking about this, where does this rank in terms of some of the most crazy, memorable, unpredictable, you know, all the different adjectives you could use, sports stories in Montana? And one thing, one discussion I had over the break was about the, the, the concept of memory through the lens of the people that we know that are still alive in our lives. Because I read this short essay all about how it, it's only really it's really hard for the human brain to comprehend things that are in the past farther than the the people that we know. In other words, if your oldest grandparent or relative or friend or uh, acquaintance or whatever is in their 80s, it's it's pretty hard to, to have a real connection and a real definitive memory to something that happened before anyone you know that is alive is alive, is still alive. So if that makes sense. So basically, the human capacity for memory is is about that 80-year span. But but more importantly, if you know people of that age or you can relate to people from that era, 
And so a lot of times, things get lost in the wash. The reason I bring that up is that I think that the, the, the craziest story in Montana sports history will remain the craziest story in Montana sports history forevermore. And that is that once upon a time, a couple crazy oil barons who struck oil up on the Montana High Line wanted to make Shelby, Montana, the Tulsa of the North. That's what they called it, the Tulsa of the North. And their number one lure besides the oil wells was to build a 30,000-seat wood stadium in the middle of Shelby. This is back in the 1920s. And to host the heavyweight championship fight between Jack Dempsey and Tommy Gibbons. And all of the the fraud and ill will and sketchy actions and embezzlement and racketeering and all this crazy stuff. If you want to read a great book, read a, the book Shelby's Folly. It's all about this phenomenon, these this vision, and then what ended up being a complete calamity. The t- from the ticketing to the people coming in on the trains to the way that the fight was executed to the ramifications it had on the community of Shelby, almost none of it was beneficial. Almost all of it was detrimental. And so the fact that, and here we are now with Shelby as just being a Class B town, you know, as our one of our good buddies Luke always says, the, the Paris of the High Line, as he likes to call it. But what could have been to Shelby and what it became are two completely different things. But that, to me, is the craziest story in Montana history. I don't really know if it ever be topped. To have a bunch of oil barons building a gigantic arena to host a heavyweight championship fight on the Montana High Line doesn't get any crazier than that to me. But I, I do think that, in the modern era, th- this is certainly among those discussion points. This is this is certainly in the mix. You know, in terms of impact on a global scale, you could say when when Montanans ha- have competed for and won Olympic medals, most notably when Eric Burgess, a Missoula native, won a gold medal in the aerials in the Winter Olympics back in 1998 in Nagano, Japan. I mean, that's that was a huge moment on, on a gro- global scale. But I don't know if it necessarily has this broad narrative with all of these different parts of the storyline. The Cats' 1984 run of the title was one of the most unlikely runs ever. I mean, that was a two-win team in 83 and a two-win team in 85, but they caught lighting in a bottle and rolled it, rode it all the way. And there are some parallels between that team and this team. There's also some parallels between 76, uh, the Cat team back then that won the championship, and this team. The Grizz run in 95 and what that meant not only for the University of Montana, but the city of Missoula and the Big Sky Conference is not only one of the most memorable, but also one of the most impactful things that ever happened to this part of the world. And, of course, some of the great years under Robin Silvic as the head coach of Lady Grizz. Those are, you know, in, in the early to mid-1990s when he, he took a couple of Lady Grizz teams to the Sweet 16, when Montana was hosting NCAA tournament games. Shannon Kate, now Shannon Schwinn, when she was a Kodak All-American. Those are pretty memorable and unforgettable stories. But I still think that this one, because of all of the richness of everything that's gone into it, is up there. And if they were to win it, I think it would absolutely be up there. So we'll continue to talk about that element of things here on Nuanas now throughout the rest of the week. We have all sorts of awesome guests coming up for you as well. But right now we got to get out because we're going to talk a little bit about the awards that are coming up. On Friday night, the Buck Buchanan and Walter Payton Awards will be bestowed upon a couple different individuals, and there's a couple finalists for the Buck right here from the state of Montana. Montana junior linebacker Patrick O'Connell 
and Montana State senior linebacker Troy Anderson. We'll talk about that. And maybe we'll get to some documentaries. Who knows? Might have to save that for a Tuesday. But either way, keep it right here. CSPN Radio. Nuanas Now. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Pretty funny uh, 90s country songs about Texas. Don't be annoyed if you hear those throughout the week. We're just going back to Texas for the second time in a month. If you know me, you know I don't, I don't, uh, I shouldn't say that. Texas isn't my favorite place in the world, but that's mostly has nothing to do with Texas. It has to do with my uh, disorientation when there's no mountains and um, high body temperature. <laughs> and dislike of massive metroplexes and traffic. But we're going to Frisco on Saturday, so it should be fun one. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, marching through the Montana Football Hour, the first Montana Football Hour of 2022, the last Montana Football Hour for, I guess that's not true, we'll probably do one on Monday because we get back from the National Championship. So look at us and look at you, Montana Football Hour, Presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking today. It's also presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV and Marine is the largest RV, RV and boat dealership in five states. The Brett's family has owned and operated their stores since 1967, providing exceptional service for more than 50 years. You can call 833-BRETTS-RV or shop online 24-7 at brettsrv.com. A lot more to get to, and we will because we have a whole week to do it. But one thing that's on the horizon even before the FCS National Championship game is the FCS National Awards, uh, specifically the Walter Payton Award, which Eric Berrier, a quarterback from Eastern Washington who people in the state of Montana are very, very familiar with, is up for and I would say a front runner for. And the Buck Buchanan Award includes a pair of the, of the three finalists that are from the state of Montana. Not just Montana and Montana State football players, but guys who grew up in the state and played high school football in the state. Patrick O'Connell, a Kalispell native, who is an outside linebacker for the Grizzlies, a junior, was one of the two finalists. And Troy Anderson, inside linebacker from Dillon from Montana State, another one of the finalists. And I'll tell you this. First of all, I used to have a vote in this. I don't anymore. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole again. Don't want to waste your time. That's an off-season topic. But if the voting was... Uh, during or after the the playoffs leading up to the championship game, I think Troy Anderson would win this award running away. I thought he certainly performed at an outstanding level during these playoffs, particularly against South Dakota State. I thought it was one of, if not the best games of his Bobcat career. Like my brother texted me 
after he had the uh, the fourth down stop in the first quarter and then the big thud hit on the Megatron-looking tight end from South Dakota State. Brooks just texted, give the guy the buck right now. Unfortunately, the voting was earlier on this year. That said, though, I think that that opens it up for I, – I'll I give you this. I think a Montana guy is going to win this, either O'Connell or Anderson. But I want to ask Andrew. Andrew Houghton, our producer here at ESPN Missoula, as well as Skyline Sports. What do you think? Because on one hand, I think that you know, Troy Anderson has really good numbers. He's stacked those numbers a lot by getting to play three extra playoff games. And, you know, he's had 10 tackles plus in each one, so he's going to have 150 tackles by the time this year's all said and done. He's also Troy Anderson. His What he's accomplished in his career, everybody in the country has followed it and know about it and how unorthodox it is. But Patrick O'Connell had arguably as good, if not better, regular season numbers. And I would actually say until the playoffs started, Patrick O'Connell was better at the position he plays in the Grizz defense than Troy Anderson only because, like, Troy Anderson, everything he does, so much of what he does is not reflected in statistics, whereas Patrick O'Connell, to have 100-plus tackles and 20-plus tackles for loss and 14-plus sacks, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of a guy that plays on the edge as a pass rush specialist who still gets 100 tackles in a season. So O'Connell, he's justifiable as well. What do you think? What, who, what are you leaning towards? What do you think is going to win this? Well, Coulter, the one thing to consider, like you said, is that it, the voting happened at the end of the regular season rather than in the playoffs. And I think that's a little bit of a point in Patrick O'Connell's favor because, of course, the last view that voters had of these two guys were of the Grizz winning the brawl and the Grizz defense just stomping on the Cats in that game. The other thing to consider, and we're looking at this in comparison to, of course, Troy Anderson's already run, won the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year award. But the other thing to consider sure. here... So what about that element, though? Just to, just to pause you real quick, and, and this is more of just a, a funny coincidence and also just a sort of a referendum on the way that all this, or I guess not the referendum. It's a, it's, a, it's a dichotomy of the way that this stuff is chosen. So let's say Patrick O'Connell won the Buck Buchanan Award. Right. This would be, I believe, the fourth or maybe even fifth time that the Big Sky Conference MVP was not the Buck Buchanan Award winner, yet the Buck Buchanan Award winner came from the Big Sky Conference. <laughs> well, and here's the difference, Coulter. The coaches vote for the Big Sky right. Defensive Player right. of the Year Award. The Buck is a mixture of sports info guys, media guys, people like that. The coaches have a really good view of what is happening in the Big Sky Conference, and we can quibble about some of their selections, but they're sure. watching Troy Anderson and evaluating his play from a coach's performance, yep. and I just think when you're looking at Troy Anderson and everything that he can do on the field, I mean, and that is why he's so valuable yep. to Montana State, but the stats don't reflect a lot of that. That's right. As opposed to, you know, if you're a sports information director in the Colonial Athletic Association, right. how much tape are you watching of these guys? And a lot of times it comes down to, to the stats in that case. And this, that, is a, this is a fascinating question for me. I, I remember when Dante Olson was contending for the buck, I wrote a story on at Skyline Sports about, like, man, what, what does it take to actually win the Buck Buchanan Award? Do, if you lead the country in sacks, how often does that guy win the buck? Right. If you play on a winning right. team, how important is that to winning right. the buck? I just love looking at that stuff. And, man, if you're talking about the end of the regular season – and you're talking about guys who maybe haven't watched a lot of tape of these guys, I think Patrick O'Connell really has the advantage. His stats are more, they jump off the page at you. And if that's what you're going on, it's tough to vote against Patrick O'Connell. Of course, the dark horse here is Isaiah Land, the third finalist sure. from Florida A&M, has right. the biggest jump off the page stats of all. I mean, 19 sacks, he led the country in sacks. Right. So maybe if we've got guys voting who haven't, who haven't watched O'Connell or Anderson, maybe he sneaks in there. But I think I would give the edge to Patrick O'Connell for a couple reasons we just talked about. Yeah, other uh, 
Big Sky slash non-Buck Buchanan award winners. In 2003, Kane Ione won the Big Sky Conference Defensive MVP. Jared Allen won the Buck Buchanan award. Um, in 2012, this was the most anomalous of them all. Jody Owens from Montana State was the Big Sky Conference MVP. And Caleb Schreibeis, his teammate, was the Buck Buchanan award winner. Uh, that That's pretty crazy as well. I'm trying to think of other times that this has happened. Oh, Tyrone Holmes was not the Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Year when he won the, uh, I guess it was the FCS Defensive Player of the Year because that was the one year when they had transitioned the award, so it wasn't specifically called the Buck. Yeah, that was like 2016, 2017. I, I think it was 2018. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it was 2016. You're right. You're right. It's 2016 because it was, it was before they had instituted the Jerry Rice Award. They, they hadn't named it yet. And the Walter Payton and Buck Buchanan Awards Something had happened with the family that like sponsors those, and the the naming rights had not crossed over yet. So there's this one year where the FCS Offensive and Defensive Players of the Year were won the award that was named just that, and it's sort of silly, right? Like they should just retrospectively give Tyrone Holmes a Buck Buchanan Award, but he doesn't have one, even though he was the FCS Defensive Player of the Year. But there's a couple other examples. Maybe we'll get to that as well, but. I think if the voting would have happened after the, the first couple rounds of the playoffs or after the semifinal round of the playoffs, Troy Anderson is the Buck Buchanan Award winner. But I agree with Andrew. I actually think that Patrick O'Connell is the inside track. We'll find out Friday night in Frisco, Texas. Hour one of the books, that is the Montana Football Hour presented by Stockman Bank. Let Mo- Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking today, as well as Brett's RV and Marine, locally owned and operated for 54 years you can swing on down to Brett's RV in Marina, Missoula at 4800 Grand Creek Road. Appreciate both of them for being a part of the Montana Football Hour here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. Big time college football. It's going crazy both because of the results and because of the decisions of the players to play or not play. Plus, today, the 15th anniversary of Nick Saban being hired as the head coach of Alabama. Our dynasty is good for college football and what the hell happened to Antonio Brown's shirt? The Monday afternoon quarterback with Marty Morningweg coming at you. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 